Welcome to the Fox Pro Podcast, brought to you by Fox Pro Game Calls. Man, we've got a fun one for you. Welcome back to the Fox Pro Podcast. I'm excited about this episode. We have got the Texas killer, Anthony Amantine, on the line. What's going on, Anthony? What's going on, John? <laughs> you been you been doing all right, buddy? Hey, I saw where you... I saw in your Instagram stories there. I don't know if it's this morning or yesterday. Holding up pretty big, pretty good sized bass. Like yeah, been we, <laughs> it's been crazy with the fishing. Um, folks, folks that follow me on social media don't see too much fishing, but whenever it turns on, I'm all over it. Right. And it started on Super Bowl weekend, and we were catching six, seven pounders just average out of that little lake. And we've been we've been going after this big one. There's there's one that we. I caught one personally that I know for a fact went over 10 pounds and I lost it right up on the side of the dock. Oh no, that's a heartbreaker. So yeah, I've been after them ever since. And yesterday I caught one that was 6.25. They've already laid their eggs, but still a good sized bass. I'm pretty stoked right now. Oh no, dude, dude, that's awesome. And I was talking earlier with you, you said, uh, you was on vacation last week and got to, had the opportunity to do a little coyote hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, when you, when you hit it hard with work and it's been nonstop, Sometimes I just take a, you know, take time off to hunt. I call, I call it my, my kill vacation, you know? Right. And right. <laughs> I kill vacation. Uh, <laughs> kill vacation. There you go. Kill vacation. And, uh, I, uh, I, I told my wife, I said, it's going to be nonstop hunting for me. I'm going to hunt every single night. And I did. It was seven days straight, straight hunting pigs and coyotes. Awesome. Awesome. And how many coyotes you say you killed? 13 i killed 13 myself and then i had a guest come out and he got three himself nice nice well it's pretty good especially for this time of year you know kind of late season stuff getting into last week of march and in the april we're in yes, april sir. now so man that's you know yes, sometimes calling be pretty tough you know there's been a lot of coyotes it, killed yeah it's it was really weird and and john this this is this this ranch is 1100 acres but i'm killing a huge majority of these coyotes on 11 acres oh man of that of that it's it's all in one corner of this property that's it's it's bordered up to core property and another piece of property that they don't call on yep so the the it's like a rotation of coyotes coming through there you know yep and it's it's been awesome in that corner but back to the calling it's crazy you said that because um i was on another piece of property where we we killed over 30 coyotes and uh, I think it was like eight or nine hours. I went back to that same spot to do some calling. It was the toughest hunt I've ever had. Really? They just they just wasn't responding. Yeah. They just weren't responding. And right. I, I think it's the time of the year. Well, hey, you know, you was talking about one cool thing you said. You said you're killing all these coyotes off like a little 11-acre pasture or whatever it is. That kind of that kind of shows you that you don't always have to have big acres to stack up the coyotes. Sometimes you just got to have the right the right acres, you know, those right the right acres. acres. You nailed it. Yep. You nailed it. That's pretty good stuff. Well, guys and gals that's listening, if you ain't following Anthony on Instagram and YouTube, you are missing out. Anthony's pages are actually some of my personal favorites to follow. Tons of entertaining and inform- informative content. Anthony, you don't uh, you care to tell us a bit more about yourself? Um, sure. Um, I've uh, <laughs> I, I I'll be a hundred percent honest with everybody here. I I haven't been doing this my entire life like a lot of the OGs out there. You know, there's guys that they've been hunting since they were kids, and and I wasn't I wasn't around that kind of stuff when I was younger. So I got into the game really late, but I have been hunting for almost twenty years now, and. Um, I, I got into it working on a ranch. Uh, it was a horse ranch. Um, I was out there just doing regular old hand work and I started noticing that there was a huge pig and coyote problem. Uh, there was no hunting on the property. Um, eventually I got in, um, I, I had access to hunt, you know? So I, I learned a lot on my own, uh, learning from yeah. my friends, um, you know, watching shows back then it was TV shows and reading magazines, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, I, I got hooked and, and when I mean I got hooked, my life is dedicated to what I'm doing and it's, it's part of my job and, uh, it's part of my lifestyle. There's no doubt you're all in. That's for sure. I'm all in. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. I know one thing you are straight up a hog's worst nightmare. Talk, <laughs> talk to us about hog hunting a little bit. Okay. So, um, 
you know, of you know, back to you know being on that ranch and seeing what the hogs were like, I, I couldn't believe it. We work on fence and you'll see these pigs running across the field broad daylight. And I'm like, are those pigs? And they're like, yeah, they're everywhere. And I'm like, okay. So I started looking into it and I couldn't believe that you can hunt, at, you know, at this time I didn't know. So it was like, you can hunt coyotes all year long by any means necessary. And I was like, whoa, like right, there, right. there must be what's, what's going on here, you know? So I started looking into it. And of course, you know, anybody that knows anything about hunting, they know there's an invasive species. So, um, they had to be put in check and the numbers that I was seeing around the ranch and all the other ranches that I got access to, it was just jaw dropping and it's, it's nonstop action and you have to be on them. So you, let's just say you're out there two, three, two, three weeks out of the year. That's that's doing nothing. Right. You you have to be on top of them every single week, and I've I don't know what it was, John. I just got addicted to it, and I started getting into the night game with night vision and thermals and right, different right. rifles, and it it turned into an addiction. Dude, it's uh, I tell you what, that's some of my favorite content you put out is is some of this hog stuff. And I tell you what, what were my absolute favorite? Like you said, pretty much any means ne- necessary. But my favorite vids is when you all are cruising around on the can ham. And yeah, you guys did <laughs> did hear me right? I said can ham. Can you know ham. what? A, yeah. You know what a can can ham is? Well, he's turned his can ham into the can ham. That's those the pretty can cool ham. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that rig is uh that's a that's one of my major that's one of my key tools. If I don't have it, I won't hunt. Man, man, y'all gotta go check his stuff out. He's <laughs> get to cruising around on these ranches and find these hogs and just start be right on their hind end and somebody hangs out the side or out the front window and mows those suckers down. He mows them down. Yeah. <laughs> Half of them y'all running over top of them. I'm always like Yeah, I don't like doing that. It happens though, and I don't want people to think that I'm intentionally doing it, but it just happens and I've I've almost flipped the rig and I broke tie rods and it's it's sketchy, so I, I try not to, but there's uh-huh. so many sometimes that it's hard to avoid them, you know? It's hard to avoid them. Well, dude, my, those, my are, cold, those, my, are, the, those are the coolest are videos. Those are, <laughs> that makes, yeah, good, that makes yeah, good content. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's something else. My coworker Rich, he, he does it with his Toyota, which is a lot safer. Right. But with the buggy, you, you got to do your best not to hit those big ones. It'll roll you. Well, it's hard to come up with a cool name for a Toyota. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. the can ham works dude the can ham works that's right <laughs> what about uh what about what's your favorite caliber for hogs i mean you shooting i mean how many you shooting a year i mean hundreds um hundreds a year thousands you, i don't you know, know i i'll be honest with you john i just don't keep a number on it um it's definitely in the hundreds but uh, I, I bounce around from different calibers. Um, I, I'll have to say my my number one choice will probably be 308. Yeah. Um, I do shoot 65 a lot, 65 Creedmoor. Yep. Um, I do shoot 223, uh, 762 by 39. So I, I bounce from different cartridges, but I'll have to say at the end of the day, 308 is probably my favorite. I got you. I got you. Well, I know. Uh... <laughs> A lot of the kill shot reels and kill shot vids, they ain't uh, they ain't twitching much. So I know which a lot of us got to do with some good marksmanship as well. But uh, yes, sir, it, the know, rigs are dialed in. You got that right. And speaking of the rigs, you shoot some really nice, you know, coyote and hog rigs, both ARs and bolt guns. What, yes, sir. What you what you favorite? You a bolt man or AR man I'm, at heart? I'm, you know, John, like, like put it this way: say if I come in, Anthony, I said, dude, you got to give one of them up. Well, you gonna take bolt or AR? Bolt gun. Nice. Hashtag. Bolt gun. Bolt gun. And, <laughs> and, and, and folks, folks know that. Folks are seeing it on my page. They they know I have a, a true love for bolt guns, and that's where it's, if 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 you've been in the game for quite some time, and I'm not talking about you know nothing against the younger folks, but if you if you've been in the game for a while, you started with the bolt action. Yep. You started with the bolt. That's where you learned. That's that. It, it, it just started there for me. And then I got into the ARs and I love the ARs. I have plenty of them, but they have their place. And at the end of the day, when it comes to, you know, marksmanship, accuracy, reliability, I, I just, I just love both, both actions. Yep. Hey, 
hashtag bolt gang for life bolt gang for life that's right john's looking at the hashtag yeah i know what's going on you know i'm a boat gun man yeah you are yeah you are hey hashtag boat gang right i'm i'm a i'm a member card carrying member of the boat that's funny but you do hey you do run some pretty cool ar rigs too you know yeah very efficient very efficient you know setups yeah i i love them i still love my ars it's just i got to a point where i started getting really sloppy um you know you 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 miss a first shot or you miss a follow-up and you just start dumping you know right and i I felt like that was really damaging from a from a content perspective you know um i i just didn't like what i was seeing personally so I just made it a goal this year that I'm putting my ARs away. So I separated all my ARs from my bolt guns. I put them in a different safe and I'm running nothing but bolt actions for 2023. And right. I feel like it's going to be something that's going to stick around for quite some time. Well, I mean, you know, there's definitely advantages to the AR setup, especially for, uh, you know, mag capacity. A lot of times, which, oh, you know, yeah. you can, you can run mags, detachable mags and bolt guns as well. But, uh, one big thing I see, especially for, for hog hunting, and coyote hunting is if you are running ar style at night with a thermal or night vision or whatever you don't have to come up out of that gun to work your boat you know you're always exactly. right there in your sight so exactly exactly they they both have their their pros and their cons and i'm gonna tell you right now if you are not comfortable running a boat and you're trying to get up on a group of hogs you're gonna make a mistake you're gonna hate it right, <laughs> you're gonna, right. you, you gotta be able to run that boat and it, it's slower, you know, but, um, you know, the AR definitely has its place. I will tell you that I, I, I definitely stack them up a lot easier with the AR, but, yeah. um, but it goes back to the, you know, delivering the content sensitivity and stuff like that. I just prefer the, the bolt action. Well, you know, and it, it translates over to the coyote stuff too. You know, we already touched kind of like it, you know, on night hunting, you know, not having to come up out of the site, you know, especially if you've called in multiple coyotes and stuff, but for daytime stuff, I, I'm telling you, I truly believe if you're a daytime hunter, I mean, I know there's always, uh, um, you know, different stuff that goes on and people's more uh, comfortable with different platforms and everything. But I truly believe that you can actually, if you'll get everything just right, you'll actually kill more coyotes during daytime hunting with a boat gun. I think you'll be a lot more efficient and it's for Mm -hmm. multiple reasons. And you kind of said one of them, you can get a little, from time to time, you get a little sloppy with an AR because you know you got that follow-up shot right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. i tell you another another thing that happens, I think it's for daytime coyote calling, when you do have those ARs, and it's just personal opinion, okay? I'm not saying Mm -hmm. this is the gospel or scripture or nothing like that, but I think you can kill a lot more multiple coyotes if you'll use your call. If you'll use that Fox Pro unit, that's the reason we got presets on these things. You know, I mm-hmm. have my first several presets are, are howls, coyote fights, and pup distresses. And the main reason for that is for stopping coyotes and calling coyotes back in after that mm-hmm. first shot. And I want mm-hmm. to make every shot that I take count. So I'm, I'm you count, rarely right. see me shooting at running coyotes. The only time I'm shooting at running coyotes if it's the last resort. Your last resort. That's right. That's so, right. And that's that's where I think if you if you use your call more to try to get the coyote stopped or called back in for a good shot opportunity on that second, third, and fourth coyote, I just think mm-hmm. you can efficiently kill kill multiples on stand with a boat gun. You can an AR. Oh, just yeah. Because you take that oh, you yeah. take that you take that mindset out. You know what I mean? Having yep. to shoot and run yep. coyotes. That's just me. Just yep. personal preference. I like. No, I I totally agree with you. I've been seeing it recently. And I, I just did a video um, yesterday on, on YouTube talking about patience, being paid. Yeah. A lot of folks think, okay, let's just say we have a pair coming in, and this can be day or night. You have a pair coming in, you smoke that first one, especially if you're running suppressed. Yep. The, there's going to be a good chance that second coyote's going to stop. Yes, yes, yes. There is a really good chance if you if – you, uh, how if you if you throw a call up what, whatever do everything you can to try to stop that dog there's going to be a good chance he's going to stop yep but when you're behind that ar the first thing that comes to your mind is 
I got 29 more rounds I can send at them. <laughs> uh, yeah, pray and spray or spray and pray, however it goes. Spray and pray. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Yeah, dude, you can, you're can. you definitely going to kill. You have a better chance of hitting a coyote if he's standing still versus running. I'm just going to go ahead and yes, tell you. Sir. Right yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the coyote caliber stuff for a little bit. You you told us what your favorite uh, hog caliber is. What you what your favorite coyote caliber? Which I know you three oh eight and you six fives and stuff. Uh, They're gonna dump every coyote out there. But do you do you see yourself? Yep. If you know you're dedicated to coyote stands for an evening or whatever, does that uh, make a decision on which caliber you're carrying? You know, there's three of them that I bounce back and and forth from, and it's the same calibers that i use on pigs but it's a different weight so my 308 i love using 308 on coyotes but it's a 115 grain bullet going about three going about 3,000 3,100 feet per second depending on what barrel length i'm using yep and it takes care of business right right um Another one that I like to use is my 6.5 Creedmoor um I'm slinging 122s on the 65 Creedmoor does a really good job on those coyotes, especially at distance. Um, and I have to say, and I know it's going to make a lot of people cringe, but I love shooting my 223 on coyotes. Oh, I man. absolutely love it. Dude, there's been tens of thousands of coyotes killed with the 223. Do a 223. Yep. Exactly. Now, exactly. I'm, I'm not going to say it's my favorite choice, and I pick a lot. I, you know, I like others over it, but I'll never badmouth a 223. You know, if somebody's it, wanting to carry that. Dude, take it and mow them down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It gets it gets the job done. But I got some other builds in the works. I yep. got a 22-250 and a 243 in the works. Yep. Not sure when they're going to get done, but um, I'm, I'm venturing off to other calibers, and I know I'm going to get even deeper into it now that I'm building more bolt guns. So, um, but, but right now, those are my three. Those are my three choices hey, right if now. You're, especially if you're talking bolt gun, a 22-250 will do everything a 223 will do and guess what a, l- a little bit more <laughs> a little bit more that's right a little bit more a little bit quicker a little yeah. bit quicker <laughs> see, now the next thing you're gonna be doing you're gonna be building your 22 creed <laughs> yeah they tried talking me into that uh two months ago and i was like i don't know yet man it's, fil- it's filthy I, it's filthy I, I gotta i gotta try it i gotta try it dude i'm i'm at you know, I haven't shot mine. I've got two twenty-two Crees, and I haven't shot them in a while because you know we've been running some, some, some other stuff. But man, mm-hmm. I tell you what, when I'm running my twenty-two Crees, I'm shooting an eighty grain ELD at over thirty-four hundred feet per second. Mm-hmm. It absolutely smokes the cows. That's some good weight too. Yes, that is some good weight right there. I love. I, I I'm, I'm real big on rounds anywhere. From, you know, like a 60, 68, 75, eight, I love that range, you know, almost all, all the way up to a 90 grain. That's just yep. a perfect weight for coyotes, you know? I t- and I tell you what, when you get to running the heavier stuff in the, in the two two fours, the the 22 cows, like say if you're comparing your 22s to your 243s, you know, those six millimeter stuff, mm-hmm. and, and say that 80 grain range, at 75 to 80 grain range, I swear, especially like on coyote size game, um, I think the, the two, two, four stuff actually performs better when it hits wow. an animal than the six millimeter stuff and, and the same wow. weight. If, and I'm talking about like that 80 grain range. It's something about that BC yep. and just how those bullets are constructed. I think yep. it makes a difference, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I'm throwing an 87, um, out of my six millimeter Creedmoor, which I'm having problems getting projectiles, but yep. If I had all the projectiles that I needed for that six millimeter Creedmoor, I'll, I'll probably be shooting at the most. But yep. availability is killing me right now, so right. I can't shoot that gun as much as I want. Yeah, six Creed's another another favorite. I actually don't even own a six Creed. We've got several uh, six Creeds there at Fox Pro. When we go on trips. There's been a couple of them I've shot uh, mm-hmm. and watched the other guys mow down coyotes and stuff with them, dude. I, the six Creed's. It's an awesome round too. Yeah, it's an awesome little round. It's an awesome little round. And you know, you talk you mentioned the six five Creedmoor there earlier. Um, you know, that's one of those calibers that, that some for some reason I never really understood it, but a lot a lot of people love to hate on that. And it oh, makes yeah. zero sense yeah. to me. Anthony, I mean, uh it's a it's a caliber it doesn't it doesn't kick. You don't have no kick, anybody can shoot it. Mm-hmm. Kids, yeah, kids anybody can, can shoot, shoot it. it. And it'll 
it crosses over well from the big game world to the to the hog world and and to the coyote world. It, it mm-hmm. takes care of all all those, yeah. you know, it checks off all those boxes. And I don't understand the hate. It's it's an excellent I, excellent caliber. I, I think it is, and 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 I and I understand where a lot of the hate. I think a lot of the hate is coming from some some distance big game hunters. That's yep. the only thing I can think of. Yep. Um. And and. <laughs> I think it's just turned into like, I don't even know how to explain it. Just a thing to talk about on social media. You know, right. it's, it's like me with Chevy trucks. Like I just want to pick on Chevy. <laughs> hey. You know what I'm saying? So, Dude, I saw, when I saw you down in Texas a couple months ago, I don't, I told you, I said, you just, you just hush your mouth. I've got two Chevy trucks. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, that, I took it. E- I took it easy. Yeah, on you. you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- but the, dude, it's the truth about the six five stuff. I think there's two sides of it. It's all about bandwagon stuff. People yeah, jumped on yeah, the band, 100%. the bandwagon, with the six point five, and I think it got on some people's nerves. So in, in return, yep. they jumped on the bandwagon of hating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100 percent agree. I 100 percent agree. But hey. Any, any of you guys out there ain't ever tried a 6.5 Creedmoor and you're on the fence, man, that is a, that is a great caliber. I mean, it's a it great is. caliber for your kids to shoot for say you season deer stuff. And it's cool for an adult to use it too. Mm-hmm. Thing on, that, hey, there ain't never been a deer coyote or a hog. that's ever walked to a 6.5 Creedmoor won't drop in his tracks. Mm-hmm. It's all about that shooter too. You know, you, you make it count. It's going to happen. Yeah. And Another thing that I like about that that Creedmoor is availability. Yeah. I can go to yeah. Walmart. I can go to Academy. I can go online. I'm finding the ammo everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a big that's a big factor right there. Yep. I, have you ever shot? Speaking of six fives, you ever shot? Uh, done anything with a six five PRC? No. So my boss and good friend he he has a uh, a rifle built in six five PRC, and I'm not gonna lie, it's it's another level. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the magnum version of that crease. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's, and I'm seeing several coyotes get leveled by it. And I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. For the cost, uh, you know, to shoot it, I'm like, it's. I think it's over. Like it's a lot of gun. For uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it brutal. is no doubt, no doubt. It's brutal. Yeah, we've uh, me and my brother both have uh 6.5 prcs built and uh, you know we've shot several coyotes with them and um few deer my kids have both killed deer with my 6.5 prc they love they love to shoot it um nice antelope mule deer man it's it it man it's it's the business it it's it's nice we like it that's awesome that's awesome well, let's uh let's talk about coyotes. What got you? Yeah. What Anthony? What got you into coyote hunting? When did you start? How long you been doing it? So, um, this is funny. I was just on a live feed the other day talking about my first experience with a buddy of mine. His name is Jeffrey. Uh, I told him I was like, "Hey, there's coyotes out here at this ranch. You know, I just I just want to learn. You know, can you can you show me the ropes? Because back then, uh, there were several companies on TV that had TV shows, and there was a few names, you know, some guys that were doing stuff on TV. So I, I wanted to try it, you know. And he comes out with his hand call and starts blowing. And sure enough, and this is the same 11 acre corner, John, that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same corner, but the terrain has changed a little bit. But um, he calls in this coyote like 200 something yards. I mean, I was kind of nervous because I thought it was somebody's dog. It was a right. huge fluffy coyote. And uh, he levels it at like 150 yards or something like that. And we go out there and sure enough, it was a 40 pound dog. And I'm just, I, I was just like, I can't believe this just happened. Like just blowing this call, we were able to lure this predator in, you know, in broad daylight. Yep. And, and he will tell you, Amatine has never stopped since. I have never stopped since. <laughs> lit, never lit, lit a fire, it, didn't it? <laughs> it lit a fire. It did, and um, you know, back then, I, my finances wasn't there for fancy guns and e collars and all that. So I just had to buy the cheap right. little right. hand calls I could get, you know, and try. And I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I had way more 
losses than I had wins, you know. So it, it, it was hard, you know. Everybody um, makes dry stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I you know, it, it took me. I'll just be a hundred percent honest with you. It took me years to to figure out different techniques, and and one of the worst one of the worst things that I was doing, and I didn't know that I was doing, was I was never playing the wind. Yep. Yeah. I was never Bruce, playing Bruce. the wind. And when I started Bruce. playing that wind, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the game changed. It was over then. Oh, man. Every every single move that a coyote makes is dictated by its nose. And yes, if you're sir. not hunting the wind and you don't have the wind in your favor, your hunts are over before they ever got started. It's just Yes, truth. sir. Can't. Yes, sir. You're right. But, you know, there is, and then, you know, there it's a learning curve from coyote, for coyote hunting. It don't matter what you've came from in the past hunting. When you come to coyote mm-hmm. hunting, it's, it's a learning curve. It's not as it's simple yep. as everybody thinks. And it's, uh, which that's the reason we do this podcast. It's the reason we uh, do Fox Pro Hunting TV. You know, we're wanting to educate mm-hmm. everybody, and we don't want to see people struggle. But uh, right. like I said earlier, though, you can you can be the best in the world, have the best equipment hunt the best spots, um, hunt at the best time, the whole nine yards. Guess what? You still going to have dry stands. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you're still going to learn. You're still going to be learning too. Oh man, for sure. For sure. I'm still learning. I will never sit there and claim and, and to be a, 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 tell everybody I'm a professional. There's no way. Cause every day we're, we're still learning. We're still learning. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you talking about, uh, talking about running the hand calls and stuff like that. And that, uh, you're there in the past. What are you running now? Uh, I'm running. Um, um, so on, I, I do carry a mouth call. Um, it's an old crack call, like a, a cottontail call. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, um, uh, my X 24, my X 24 goes everywhere I go, but I have my hand called just in case yep. I, I got to make something happen really quick. Um, but it's usually just one cottontail hand call. And my X24. That's what goes with me everywhere. That X24 money, it. Man, that thing, I was a little nervous at first because, you know, I, I run around with Chris Robinson and I, I chat with, you know, James O'Neill and the O'Neill Ops team, you know. They got the big old fancy e caller from Fox Pro, and uh, I was getting X twenty four, and I'm like, I'm getting the, I'm getting the runt yeah, of the litter. See, here. Yeah, see, listen there, he's yeah. I talked to O'Neill boys, I talked to Chris <laughs> Robinson, they all run these big X waves. Well, this this stupid Collins guy in Kentucky says I need to run his little X twenty four. X twenty four, exactly, exactly. So you thought you I, thought I, I was doing you dirty, didn't you? Yeah, you. Th- I thought so too, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the X twenty four. And now they want X-24. Hey, hey <laughs> so. listen to it. When we came to, uh, me and Tori Cook went down there and hunted with Chris. Uh, Tori was running a little late. I'd got there around lunchtime or whatever. And, and Chris said, hey, we might be able to call up some midday coyotes. You want to go? And I said, I said, sure, let's do it. He said, you bring your call with you. I said, I figured you had a call here. And I figured Tori's bringing one. I didn't bring one with me. He said, yeah, I got my mm. X-Wave. Let's go out. Anyway, we made just just two stands, I think, and they were dry stands. I'm talking about at 1230 and 1 o'clock, right in the middle of the day. Okay. Sun high, you know, midday. Yeah. Didn't do no good, but when we got back to the house, Tori showed up. Well, we decided to go back out, and I said, Tori, did you bring your X-24? And he said, yep. I said, let's bring it, bring it with you. Dude, we waylaid the coyotes. And uh, put it this way, at the end of the trip, Chris was asking if he could get his hands on the X-24. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That call is magical. I remember he wouldn't stop talking about it. And, and, and it's perfect because it's compact. It's plenty loud. Uh-huh. I mean, I still I still haven't gone above 20 on the yep. volume, and I know it goes higher than that. Go to 40. And you just did half volume. <laughs> it, it goes up to 40? Yes. <laughs> I, man, I had no idea. See, folks, I, I – Okay, so I gotta talk about this real quick. So uh, you remember, what I, you remember when I talked to you before? I said, "Don't be scared to crank that thing up." You might start exactly. calling some coyotes up from another county. Exactly. That, I, I'm on this. I'm on this X24, and I'm at volume twelve or thirteen or something like that, and I'm barely seeing any animals responding. I talked to John, and I'm like, "John, what's your volume setting at?" And he says, "Man, crank that thing up." He's like, "When a cotton tailor, animals in distress, you think it's." You think it's just muted? It's screaming as loud as it can. That's right. And so I'm like, all right. So I crank this thing up to 20, and I mean, at 20, that's halfway. I'm starting to 
all uh-huh. these cops started coming in, and uh-huh. I was like, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you put the rabbit on forty, but <laughs> hey, run that thing on up in the twenties. Stretch that thing up to twenty six, twenty eight. Let her hit thirty wow. or thirty two every once in a while and dial her back down. The way I look at it is it. Uh, rabbit screaming on volume 28 or 30 on x24 i've never seen it spook an animal i've never seen it spook a coyote and the thing is is this is you know if a coyote can't hear you he can't hear the call he can't come in he can't come he can't he can't come and and i was always worried i was that guy that and nobody ever told me this it was something that i was just kept i kept telling myself Yep. M team, take it easy. It's it's you know, I'm around a bunch of woods and sometimes the passes are really tight. So I think when I crank it up too loud that I'm spooking the game. Right. Well, and, I, and I was telling myself that for years. I, there's nothing wrong with running those lower volumes and those mid range volumes, but if you've been on stand for a few minutes and the loud you know, the loudest you've got is twenty on that X twenty four or any of those X mm-hmm. X series calls and you've been there for a few minutes and nothing's showing up. Dude, crank that thing on up. I mean, there could be coyotes on out there in front of you somewhere or off to the side. It's just, you know, they're past that point of being able to hear your call at volume 20. Yep. You see what yep. I'm saying? So It, yeah, it worked. Don't it, afraid it to worked. crank her on up there. It worked. It was a it was a game changer that, that night. We I, It was my personal record night, and it was all about the volume. I never changed my calls. It was the same sequence that I use, the same sequence and calls that I use. I just went volume. up in volume. Yeah, yeah. I went up in volume. That's 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 pretty good stuff. It just that shows you what you call, you know. And like I said, don't be afraid to go even louder than that, especially like if when you're running howls, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm I like running my howls loud. I'll run those things, and it don't matter if it's Fox Pro howls or MFK howls. I'm running all those like between twenty eight wow. and thirty four. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. I'm definitely going to get on to that uh, here this spring because you were telling me the summer dogs is where it's at. Oh, and I'm like, oh, oh man. man, I'm over here itching for it. And I tell you what, too, when it comes to those summer coyotes, when they're, when they're really territorial, uh, they they howl good in the summer months. They're, a lot, they're really vocal uh, during the summer months. And it seems like if they'll – they're really good about answering you back. It seems like you'll get more vocal responses when you're – rather loud on your call like like wow. if you're howling at 26 i think you're it's you got a better chance of getting a coyote to answer you and howl back if you was running on 34 versus 26 wow. or 35 that is so good to hear i can't wait right right i, I can't mean, wait i'm definitely gonna be cranking it up and, and same thing for the pup distresses and stuff too i run the pup distresses at low volume as well but you know, I'll crank them things up 30, 32, 34. You know, I'm, you know, it's just like, say, uh, say like coyote fights. If you ever heard like, you know, get around a couple guys fighting or whatever, you ever heard of a quiet fight? No, no, no. It's, it's loud. Dude, they're, they're, they're screaming and you know, what doing whatever. And people around them are hollering. The same thing with coyotes, you know, when they get in a fight and get to going on, it ain't quiet. It's a loud affair. Yeah, it's loud. It's definitely loud. Yeah. So crank I've it. been around it. I've I've been close to some coyote fights, and I've seen it. Yep. And it's it's pretty, it's bone chilling. I mean, you can't believe that it's happening that close, but it is loud. Yep. It is loud. We're talking about the coyote hunting there a little bit, and I know uh, for you, night hunting is you know nighttime is is the right time, so to speak. For me. I know, yeah, I know you like to night hunt. What about? Uh, <laughs> No, next time I come down in Texas, we're going to do some day stands. You know, when I showed up at Chris's, I told him, I said, you know, I know you got this show called The Night Crew. We're going to change the name of it after these three days. (laughs) It'll be The Day Crew. The Day Crew. I was so shocked. I went over there and I was like, is y'all going out tonight? And John's like, man, I'm going to bed. I'm like, what? what?" And I'm like, like, no, man, you got to try this thermal stuff, man. You got to try it. And you're like. I'm a daytime hunter, man. I gotta have my sleep. Yeah, like, like, we killed we killed nine this afternoon. What are we gonna do tonight? I know you guys. I'm not gonna lie. You guys destroyed them. That was awesome. That was a that was some good footage. Yeah, and we hit we hit them just right. You know, it don't work that way every time. I gotta I gotta say everything everything worked out great. You know, we it, hit it, we hit. The, I don't know moon phase barometric pressure, whatever you want to say. Well, everything fell in a sink. Yep. Yeah, and it was wild because it was 
the weather was horrible. It was. We yeah. had we had a snow ice storm come in from nowhere, and I'm like, oh, they're screwed. they're not going to see anything. Mm-hmm. You you guys destroyed them. Yeah, and we didn't go hunting that. We we hunted before it and after it. And after it, wow, yeah. wow. But it was it was a fun hunt. I'll definitely be back down in that country again. And you never know. If y'all let me get a nap or two in during the day. I might go out for a couple hours in the evening. I, I ain't staying out all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that sun goes down. I get sleepy. <laughs> he was pretty serious about it too. So I was like, I know, I know he's not lying about that because all your contents during the day, and that's 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 what caught my attention on social media was. I, I remember probably three or four years ago. Um, I saw you on, on Instagram and I was like, who is this guy? Like it's, it's probably longer than that. Anthony, I think mean, you've been was. messaging back and forth for shoot dude, five or six years, probably. Yeah. It has. Yeah. It had to have been longer than that. Yeah. And I'm just watching. And I'm like, there's no way he's doing this. And he's folks understand how much work it is to be able to run a camera and be the shooter. Like, there's so much i got so much respect for that man it's it's unbelievable but you're, you're doing it on a different level and like it's just awesome to watch and i was like i can't believe he's doing this during the daytime well, that's what blows my mind I, pr- I appreciate the kind words but man i gotta give it up to the coyotes too because it takes it takes the right coyote stand and the right coyotes to make it work there's yeah. definitely a lot of them get away from you trying to do that type of stuff. <laughs> you know, definitely when you're doing that type of stuff, trying to sell film, there's a lot of stands that I would make if I was just calling and killing, or if I had a cameraman uh, that I won't make if I'm self filming, if that makes sense. Cause it's just stuff mm-hmm. can go wrong and I know I yeah. can't handle it. So I won't haunt those spots. And then of course, yeah. if the coyotes come out, they got to come out in the right spot. They got to make the right, you know, they got to travel the right way. I got to get them stuck. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot to it. So I got to give tough. it up to the coyotes. You know, when they read the script, they, they, they do me pretty good. They do you pretty good. <laughs> let's let's talk, let's talk about the, let's talk about your night hunting stuff. Cause dude, you've got, like I said, you guys go walk, go to his channels, go check them out. He's on YouTube, Instagram, the Instagram reels, dude, are fire. I mean, you've got yeah. all kinds of awesome content. So yeah. would you say, would you say 95% of your hunting is at night or, or less or more? What do you think? It's probably more like 99%. <laughs> <laughs> so after, after that first coyote stand you made with your buddy and he hand called that coyote up, you said that was during the daytime, right? That was during the daytime. Yeah. And, and, and I tried it for a few years during the daytime and, I just wasn't good at it. You know, I was getting frustrated. I was yeah. getting busted. I yeah. just wasn't good at it. Yeah. Um, but the night when I got into the night game, I was, I was noticing how much closer I was getting to the animals or they were getting closer to me. Yep. yep. And I was, I, it was the cover of darkness that was helping me the most, you know? So, right. um, I, I was just hooked because the kill rate just went out of the roof, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, but it, it is a big part of my life and it's nighttime, man. It's, it's like, right, right now, the only thing I'm thinking about is sunset, you know? Right, right, right. I'll load up and I'm gone. Yep. You, um, I know you're a thermal guy. Do you ever still run night vision stuff anymore? Is it all? You no, straight up thermal? I, it's straight up thermal. I, I, you know, I got, I got PBS thirties, 26. I got nods. I got all kinds of night vision Yep. and, uh, Every once in a while, I'll pull it out just to play with it, you know. But when it comes to footage and 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 actually being effective with the equipment, I can't. It's it's really difficult with night vision versus thermal. Right. Um. So I always always fall back to thermal. And yep. uh, when I first got into the game, uh, you couldn't touch these things for under ten grand. You know, it was, it was ungodly expensive. You know. Yeah. Um. And you couldn't record your battery life was short. You know, it was, it was, it was rough, you know, but over the years, technology has just been evolving. It's just every year I swear the new thermal is coming out, you know? And so, uh, I just try to keep up with it and, uh, and try to show people what the equipment can do. And that's what really got me hooked. Right. And it kind of goes along with your line of work too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm in the night vision industry, so it's it's definitely something that uh, I'm interacting with on a daily basis. Right. And which company is it that you work for? 
I work for Ultimate Night Vision. There you go. So you yeah, don't. I work for Ultimate you Night be, Vision. You better be a nighttime owner if you're going to work for that outfit. <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about that. And I was talking with the boss, and he's like, oh, we got to be careful hiring, you know, more night. We've got too many night hunters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we we got to concentrate on work here. We got yeah, to somebody got to get some work done, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you boys let me come back down next winter or fall sometime and we'll uh we'll mix it up a little bit you can maybe you can get me on some night stuff and uh uh we'll go make some day stands as well oh we man that'll some. be awesome that'll be awesome i got some spots that that will that will keep us busy during the day so awesome. we're, we we might put some miles on the vehicles and and, and, and hit some spots hey, man. it's gonna be awesome that works for me we'll make uh we'll make chris take us to some of his honey holes as well Oh yeah, yeah. He got his honey holes. He he keeps us out of it most of the time, especially when it comes to competition. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When the comps come, he's like, ah, oh, I got to save that spot for the competition. Hey, I'm it, like, you bastard. Hey, dude, that that country is wild too down there. There Isn't was a, it? there was a few stands we went and set up on during the day. Like like I'd turn around and there'd be a house there, and like yeah, like a soccer mom opening up a garage door and getting in the van and leaving out in the garage, yeah. and I'm like. And like I could pick up a rock and throw and hit this house, and I'm like, "Yeah, we gonna make a stand here." And like, oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be one in that thicket. Shoot, yeah, three minutes of calling her because one rolling out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so crazy. Where they killed one of their biggest bobcats. Um, we went, me and Chris went back out there this winter, and we we literally drove by the house and can see everybody at the dinner table sitting down eating dinner and watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, I could see the mill on it. That's how close we was to their house. Right, you knew and, what they was watching. <laughs> yeah, and and they knew we were coming. They knew we were going to be out there, and and then and they got a serious cat problem because they got this huge chicken coop behind their house. Yeah, and so um, you know we're back there calling cats and coyotes, you know. But yeah, some some of these places is a trip, man. And but they're some of the properties are so beautiful. Yep. But there's definitely house. Some houses are definitely nearby. You just. You know, you just got to be respectful, you know, let yeah. them know you're coming and, hey, yeah. we're hunting, we're going to be out of there. And that's what we did on the way in. You know, he uh, he texted it and called, you know, and let them know mm-hmm. that we was coming. And, I, you know, I just, you know, because I do the same stuff here, but, you know, I might be going on a 400-acre piece of property and even a house on it, but just letting them know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, so I, it, was, it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary for me, but then uh, we parked right there at the edge of the yard, uh, you know, <laughs> 75 yards away from the house and there we were. I just said, you know, yeah, we're going to walk, go back here in this pasture field somewhere. Nah. <laughs> we're on this little horse lot there at the corner of the yard. <laughs> Caught a coyote up too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you, Chris, Chris has got some good little spots, man. I, I love hunting with Chris, yeah. man. He's, he's always getting us on to something. Yeah. On that, on that stand, you know, Tori, kind of, Tori was calling. Tory Cook was calling, and he kind of looked over at me, and you know, I looked back. I, I could tell what he was thinking. He's like, "Is he serious?" <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I think we're going to make a stand here. So we set up there, and, and sure enough, Tory's one spotted coyote. He, you know, come, I think thing came to woodpecker stress or something. Anyway, look, there's coyote come right out of that thicket. <laughs> wow, it's awesome. It's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. I hope you guys come back next year, man. We'll. I, the the goal next year is to double up what you guys did this year. That that would be epic, dude. I'll 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 be happy, definitely be happy with that. I I'll I'll definitely be back if you guys have me. That's for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be it'll be fun, and we gotta try to call some pigs too with the fox pro. I'm telling you, it's fun, man. Well, Chris Chris has done it more than anybody I ever know. He he can call them in, man. It's crazy. Well, have you have you tried calling hogs I've much with tried, your X twenty four? I've tried several times and it just, I can hear them yep. and I'll try to call them and it just never worked. Right. And I, it, it's just, it, it, you know, it's one of the right place at the right time type of situation, you know, yeah. it, it's going to happen. I, I just need to do it more and I haven't right. been doing it much. Well, yeah, maybe we can get uh, Chris to let us in on the secret. We'll <laughs> try to learn from him. I so, then that's what I do. I, I, when I hunt with him, Man, he has no idea how much how much rubs off on me, man. But it, it, I've learned so much from that guy, man, and that's that's oh. probably one of the main reasons why I have so much success calling some of these dogs, man. Is because you just gotta rub shoulders with the folks that know what they're doing, you know. Well, that's one of the cool things too. You know, you could be a terrific coyote hunter, and you can go hunt with somebody else, and 
it seems it seemed like everybody that I hunt with, I learned something from. And yep. you know, I try to I try to take something from from everybody, from Chris, yep. uh, from Tory Cook, from Big Al Morris, you know, Jeff Ryder, and you know, just all these guys I've hunted with over the years. A lot of my calling style, uh, the way I set up on stands, the way I scat, all that stuff, um, you know, there's there's pieces of everybody that's in that. You know, I'm taking stuff from Al that I'll use on stand or getting set up, stuff I'll use from Chris Robinson. That's awesome. You know, you're putting, it, putting awesome. it all together, and I think it makes you a better coyote hunter. Um, it does. No matter how it good does. of a coyote hunter you think you are, you got to be open-minded and, and try to learn You got to be open-minded. Yeah, you got to be open-minded. There's so many people out there that are just stuck in their ways. It's my way or the highway. Yeah. And you're never going to grow that way. You're never going to grow. Dude, I got a couple questions here I want to ask you. Go for it. I know you run an X24 and you love it. What's your, uh, what's your three favorite sounds? What sounds are you having the most luck out of? I want you to tell me your top three favorite sounds. Baby Cottontail. Awesome sound. I love bait. It's an OG call from Fox Pro. Been around forever. Yeah, call in anything too. I love baby cottontail. I love Lucius lips. Yep, yep, yep. And I, I, and this is new. This is a new one. MFK Pound Town. Oh, dude. Yes, yes. I, I can't, I can't get over it, man. And, and I remember. I did a poll on IG about what call to get. You know, I was did a little poll, and everybody's like, "Man, Fox Pro, Fox, you know, yep. if you get the Fox Pro, get the MFK calls." And they were telling me about all these different MFK sounds. Yep. But one of them that kept arising in the DMs was Pound Town. Yep. And I started using it, and I use MFK Pound Town. See, so like. There's some buddies of mine that I hunt with. They'll they'll blow it right off the bat. Right. Me, just, just come like to, just come with the smoke right off the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right off the beginning they'll use it. But me, I like to use my cottontails. Yep. I like to use the the birds. I like to do all of my distress calls first. If yep. that doesn't work in the first eight minutes, I'm going to fire up that MFK Pound Town. And boy, if it's almost about it's it's guaranteed about a seventy five percent chance there's going to be a dog coming in. Yep. So you've it's got crazy. A, you've got a you've got a great rabbit, uh coaxer sound, and a fight. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's yep. good stuff. And you and you play them uh sound like you like me. I there has been times I'll start right off the bat with some sort of aggressive pup distress or fight, you know, whatever the circumstance will be, but in general, I like starting light and building up intensity. Usually yep. you start it's hard it's easy to build up and get coyotes to come in. It's hard to start off hot. And then and then reduce your, your and then reduce it, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly start off soft with the with the distress calls whatever and then if that doesn't work yep. fire it up fire it up with that MFK it doesn't, it doesn't have to be pound town it can be some other challenge you know or whatever but that I, MFK pound town you never know too when there's a thirty five pound bobcat out there in the pasture or in the woodlot that's ready to eat a mm-hmm. baby cottontail too right. Yep, yep, yep. You never know. You never know. There's been plenty of situations this this winter uh, where I used that cottontail and all the other calls, and then as soon as I put that an MFK call in there, this dog just pops up out of nowhere like he was sitting yeah. there just waiting. Yeah, yep. I'm like, what in the hell were you doing for eight minutes? Sat there, you know? and, sat there and listened to every bit of it, and then that's exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. What about uh, what if I gave you one sound? Tell me, like if I told you, I said, Anthony, you know, hey, we want you to hunt this winter, this fall, whatever, and you can pick one sound to have on your X24. We're going to delete everything else. What what sound are you putting on there? Baby cottontail. Money. Call in anything it, it, in the world. It, it, with I, that. I, I, won't, well, I won't walk away from it. And, and, and the only reason why I'm saying this is because I am riddled with cottontails. Yep. Well, that's what it just that's, it that's just flat out, works. I mean, yes, coyotes love a love a co- baby cottontail. Yeah, uh, they love it. Fox, bobcats, a hog, will eat them. <laughs> every baby cottontail, man. Yep. I yep. mean, you come out here and we'll drive down the county road and you will see run cottontails run over on the road. Yeah. I mean, they're they're everywhere. They know exactly what they taste like and know exactly what they sound like exactly and it's an easy it's an easy meal for them an easy meal 
All they right. be cottontail 100 percent one more question what uh what's your favorite time of year to hunt it sounds like you haven't done the summertime stuff yet so you're mainly fall winter and spring I, I, i'm a i'm a ma- i'm mainly a fall winter a little bit of spring like right now um they're starting to lose their fur right now yep. and they're, they're yep. about to start getting nasty yep. our texas dogs are nasty in the summertime right um but when you told me you know when we sat down and talked you we were talking about summer dogs you you saw my reaction i'm like what yeah like i i i avoid summer dogs you know and, and don't get me wrong about if, if i got an opportunity i'm gonna take a shot at them but yep I'm not posting up near no tree or anything in the summertime and calling dogs getting tore up by mosquito. <laughs> I just ain't doing it. That's the thing. If you can, if you can wade through the mosquitoes, rattlesnakes, <gasps> all that nasty stuff, man, it's some dynamite calling. It really man, is. Man, you it blew my mind hearing Dicks. that. <laughs> blew my mind hearing that. But you're right though, because some of the best content that you put out was summer dogs. Oh man, some crazy <laughs> coyote interactions. And they come hard. You said hey, hard. That's you right. said you set up on a woodlot or whatever where that's holding coyotes and there's a den in there. There's a, a denning family, you know, a, a male and female's got a den of pups, and you mm-hmm. you walk up in their bedroom or close to it and scream at them, you know, howl at them. And then start playing some baby puppy sounds like you got to hold one of their pups, dude. They're coming, and they're coming. Oh, hard. that's so crazy! That is so crazy. Yeah. I gotta try it. I gotta try it. So, so you wintertime guy? As, I'm a wintertime guy. As of guy. today, I, yeah. Yep, I'm a I'm a wintertime guy, and it's a, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it has to do with um, delivering the content. Like, so, well, you know, our, our dogs fur up a little bit. There's nothing. They're nothing like the northern dogs, you know. But or even your dogs out there. Uh, you know, towards Kentucky and all that, but our, our dog, our dogs, uh, they look really, they look like 15, 20 pound animals, man, in the summertime. And it's just like, it's like, there's nothing to show there, you know? Hey. Uh, so in the wintertime when they fur up, they just look real good and yep. oh, that's make for sure. good photos, They're you know? A lot better looking coyote during that time frame. And like you said, yeah. They nasty in the summer, but I'll be traveling quite a bit this summer. Maybe I'll swing by and we'll knock some we'll knock some nasty off him coyotes down there in Texas too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, man, I appreciate you being on here. Won't you? Uh, won't you tell everybody what your uh, Instagram username name is and uh, where they can find you on YouTube so they can? Yeah, you um, my 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 YouTube is a dot amatine. That's A M A N T I N E, and it is the same thing on Instagram. A dot M and T, um, or put in T X Killer, and uh, it might pop up. But uh, John, man, I, I appreciate you having me on here, man. It's an honor to be able to chat with you and 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 just gain a lot of knowledge. Is all I can say. Is, uh, it's been an honor, man, and uh, hopefully I can share my experiences with everybody else, and and hopefully those folks can learn as well. Man, Anthony, we appreciate you being on here. I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. And we hope everyone enjoyed this episode. And we hope you join us again right here on the Fox Pro Podcast.